The disheartened men dutifully sabotaged their weapons and marched out, with rifles, canteens, bayonets, and a belt of ammunition each. Men much older than Pacheco trudged along with tears streaming down their dusty, blood-caked faces as they carried out the dreaded orders. The young soldier brushed aside his wavy, dark hair, untrimmed for long enough to hang over his sweaty brow, adjusted his gear, and moved forward. He was armed with only a rusting 1903 Model .30-06 caliber Springfield bolt-action rifle, but he still had his pride. Somehow, some way, he intended to carry on the fight. He was not about to willingly surrender himself to the Japanese. Pacheco's 200th Coast Artillery Unit had been the first to fire on the Japanese warplanes that swept over Manila on December 8, 1941. Seven hours earlier, December 7th, Hawaii time, Japanese carrier aircraft had unleashed a devastating surprise assault on the United States Pacific Fleet at Pearl Harbor. With the capture of the Philippines critical to Japan's effort to control the Southwest Pacific, their planes attacked within hours the main aviation bases on Manila and the headquarters of the United States Asiatic Fleet at Cavite. In only a single day, Japan gained air superiority over the Philippines and forced the surviving ships of the U.S. fleet to withdraw from Cavite. Tens of thousands of American military personnel were left stranded on the ground in and around Manila, the Philippine capital. Pacheco's 200th Coast Artillery, the only American anti-aircraft unit on Luzon, had been assigned to protect nearly three dozen B-17 bombers on Clark Field, with their single battery of 50 caliber machine guns, 21 37mm guns, and a dozen three-inch anti-aircraft guns. Prior to that day, Pacheco's unit had never actually fired a live round of ammunition in the islands. Yet since firing that first shot at the Japanese on December 8th, Pacheco's anti-aircraft regiment had expended some 40,000 rounds in the months that followed. They had been credited with destroying 86 Japanese aircraft, a proud accomplishment, but not nearly enough to save the Philippines. The 200th Coast Artillery formerly the 111th Cavalry of the New Mexico National Guard, had arrived in the Philippines in August 1941. The unit was composed of 1,800 artillery specialists, more than half of whom were New Mexicans from Spanish-speaking border and mountain communities that used little English. The New Mexico National Guard, the oldest continuously active militia in the United States dating to 1598, had participated in the Mexican War, the Civil War, and the Frontier Indian Wars, New Mexico's militiamen had charged up San Juan Hill with Teddy Roosevelt's Rough Riders, had ridden against Pancho Villa's banditos south of the Rio Grande, and had served in France during World War I. Now hundreds of these proud men were moving out, overwhelmed, while other anti-aircraft batteries continued firing back at the approaching enemy. Its companies were widely scattered, hanging on to what little ground they could still hold. Pacheco, a battle-wise veteran after four months of hell on Luzon, knew that the last stand of the 200th would be short-lived. He had heard others whisper the word surrender. The heavily reinforced Japanese troops sweeping down the Bataan Peninsula had pounded the dug-in Americans with blistering air and artillery fire for days. The Japanese had broken through Allied lines on April 7th, and the following day, the senior commander on Bataan, Major General Edward P. King, had seen the futility of further resistance. He began offering plans for capitulation. As they hustled along, Pacheco tried to offer encouragement to some of the younger men in his headquarters battery. Several of his hometown companions from Deming, New Mexico, Angelo Secularis, Lawrence Buddy Byrne, and Jim Huxtable, 
had been wearing high school graduation caps and gowns just months ago. By August 1941, these fresh-faced boys on the cusp of manhood had been selected for overseas duty in the Philippines by virtue of their reputation as the best anti-aircraft regiment in the U.S. Armed Forces. Now, they were starving, grimy, and haggard, clothed in tatters, and facing a defeat the likes of which no modern American unit had been forced to reckon with. In early 1941, the 200th had trained at Fort Bliss, the Army's second-largest installation, headquartered in El Paso, Texas. There, Pacheco had met 16-year-old Catalina Katie Valles, an attractive girl with green eyes and long, dark brown hair. The two were soon an item, and even began dreaming of a future together, against the wishes of her father, because she was so young. Pacheco's plans took a sudden detour with the selection of the 200th for overseas assignment. He promised Katie he would be gone only a year when he retired.